Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew. This is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Elsie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Damaku. Ringside Ring. This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adelaide. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. I'm a thing, Brendan Decker. This is according to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Tasman is Sass. You are watching the internationally known. It's at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hey, Vinny. And welcome to another episode, live episode of the internationally known Dudes of Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther the Third, And now from the top of Metal Mountain, all the way down to all 50 states in the globe, it's the Dudes at Ringside podcast available, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? I'm great, man. Like, it's a live episode for... Okay, wrestling month. So, yeah, this is gonna be fun. Um, you you want to introduce the guest, Kikums? Yeah. So let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to our guest today, Katia. Hello. Hello. How's it going, Katia? Okay. Katia. <laughs> my. my my accent, my Spanish accent sometimes, my Long Island accent sometimes goes, no, no, you're saying it wrong, dude. No, it's not. Yeah. I'm not about to get beat up. Get beat up. <laughs> well, Katya is, is oh. like also a Russian. Oh, yes. <laughs> again, oh, like, again. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so Katya. Yes, I know. I love that it is a cat because it just it's it suits me. Um, <laughs> as, as I, there's so many people. Hey, um, what's up, Marauder? <laughs> How's it going today? Dude? That's the guy that's been Katya. That guy, Marauder, has been with. He's been quiet and hasn't been around because he does stuff. And like he's been with us since day one. Day one. Wow. Yeah. Yes. They, like uh, like we, since we, even we though thank our first you so episode. Much. Like, thank you so much for coming back around, Marauder. So we didn't get a chance to do the fun intro introducing our guests. Katya, if our fans are not familiar with you, introduce yourself. Yes. So uh, my name is Katya, the Soviet suicide. I was born in Glasgow, Scotland, but raised in Moscow, Russia. I bring to the ring uh, a Glaswegian attitude with a Russian flair. Uh, I demand and expect toughness uh, from my opponents. I want it to be a challenge because there's no point in fighting if you know you're going to win. Um, but uh, I'll respect anybody that steps in that ring. Anybody that doesn't respect me, though, though they better remember that it's suicide to step in the ring with the Soviet because nobody messes with a Russian. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. So, um, oh, Geek, your next question. Yeah. So I was, I was just going to ask, how did you get, Katya, how did you get your start in the wrestling business exactly? Oh, um, that's going a long time back. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I started uh, in the ring. Uh, I, I did some, uh, oh, what is it, backyard wrestling, which I don't talk about because it's not yeah. professional wrestling. Um, but I did that when I was about 14 years old. Um, but I, uh, I started and I went into the ring for the first time when I was 15. And um, I was, so this was 
uh, almost 10 years ago. It was the 20th of October, uh, 2012. Um, and uh, I, I basically just found, um, I wanted to wrestle. Uh, I had one day woken up and decided that uh, I wanted to, to wrestle. Um, and uh, it, um, I, I sent a message to my local promoter uh, who was very far away um, because I lived in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And uh, I said, uh, hi, I'm looking to start training. Um, who, who would, uh, you know, do you do um, training? Uh, and uh, they said that they were going to be doing some seminars. And uh, I was like, okay, sign me up. <laughs> so that's kind of how I started in it. Um, I then only continued to do seminars because um, this place was about 40 miles away from where I lived. And uh, I lived in the middle of literally nowhere. So there was no public transport. I couldn't afford a taxi because I was 15. Um, so I had to kind of make do um, with, uh, with just going to seminars that were on show days uh, for about my first year. Um, and then things thankfully got a bit more regular for me. Wow. So, so shouts out to Edith, who was in the chat right hey, now. Edith. So, Edith, how's it going? Hello. <laughs> I, I, I know the feeling where I live in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty much in the middle of nowhere. But, but, but to get back to your question, the, your, you said you are a backyard wrestler. I mean, you should never, never be ashamed <laughs> yeah, of like, that. Uh, yeah, I know. You should be ashamed of that because you had the ability to go and get trained after so you know so yes. uh, so, <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of should... people that did it and they wanted to be a wrestler so bad and they had the heart to do it but they had nowhere to go you know what yes I mean? you got actually got you yeah. got grabbed by the right people yeah. and like they molded you from doing well back at wrestling which is bad it is to bad learning <laughs> like the good the proper style of takedowns and stuff like that. So they, they're teaching you good stuff at the, the dojo. Like they're giving you the right falling pad. You didn't fall in, you know, I mean, you learn like a baby bird how to fly. Then instead of learning on your own and falling and crashing and burning, you know what I mean? You know who started off as a backyard wrestler and got trained, right? The Young Bucks. Yes, I did know that actually, yes. They started off as a backyard wrestler. And then Mick they, Foley too. Yep, Mick Foley and yes. then got trained. So, so it is not. I mean, backyard wrestling is bad. I'm going to say yes. this right now, but <laughs> I'm saying it's just go get trained, please. We don't want to see anybody get hurt. You know, we should I mean? put a thing on the <laughs> show like a voice. Don't try this at home. Yeah. Oh, definitely uh -huh. not. <laughs> I injured myself actually what? when I was doing it. Also, um, the I... also the Hardy Boys. After yeah. The so yes yes so so um katia it's well what is it what does it feel like to wrestle now for renegade dojo like at their shows like what is your like what do you feel like now you like you're part of that roster like what do you what are your what do you how do you how do you feel if I'll be honest, I sort of pinch myself a little bit every time that I'm reminded that I work with Renegade. Um, I love Renegade. It is, it's truly amazing. There are not enough words in either English or Russian to truly describe just how much I love the company. I love Aisha and how, like, her thought, the, the way that she has gone about that, her business is truly remarkable. Um, you know, it is 
full of diversity. Every single wrestler that is in uh, that is in Renegade is completely different from the others. Um, and I love that. I love the diversity, but I love the acceptance and how you have equality there. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what your your gender, your uh, race, your sexuality, your nationality, none of that matters. You get the same opportunities. You're trained the exact same way and you're trained by one of the best wrestlers in the world in mm-hmm. Aisha Raymond. That definitely. It's like, she seems, aw- and she seems so awesome, Aisha Raymond. So, yeah. <laughs> She is. She truly is amazing. Um, I, I I respect her so much as a person, uh, as a professional, but definitely also as a as a person herself. I do respect the the individual that she is. Yeah, it's just so many awesome people in Renegade. So if everybody in the chat is uh, listening to this podcast, please check out Renegade on their YouTube page um, because like. And their Instagram have, page is upcoming events too. There's like so uh, many they, shows that they're doing. So and, many yeah. shows and like. They have full shows on the YouTube page. You could watch their full shows. And everybody on Renegade is just awesome. So, I mean, everyone from from Atiyah to Aisha Raymond to Brody, Brody Adler, everybody, you know? The Strutter Sisters is another one, right? Oh, oh, I we are doing heard. a spooky wrestling month, so if you could talk to them, the, 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 the girls. <laughs> I, I believe that I already might have a suspicion of who might join. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Get ready. They scare me and I don't scare very easily, so you know. <laughs> well, as I said, we're doing a spooky wrestling month in October, so like that's the best right there. <laughs> that, agreed, uh, agreed. <laughs> the- the best in Scotland, right there, and the scary, the scariest, right there, because yeah. it's like I've seen their promos; they're just so like scary with their their X marks on their eyes, and I'm like, what is this? You know, I gotta yes. watch more Renegade. So <laughs> they they are amazing. I I love the sisters; they are they're just incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, they are very scary. Uh, you don't want yeah. to get on the wrong side of them. I learned that. I learned to not get on the wrong side of them. So <laughs> ever, now I'm on their I, side. Yes. If I ever came to Scotland, uh, it's like I think what we would team with Katia to take on the Renegades. So like, yes, you, or, you go take care of this, Katia. We got I'm you. Got this. Heenan. I'm more like I'll be outside. <laughs> uh, you just give me. I'll hold the Russian flag outside the <laughs> ring, and Geek will be the one in the. No, no, Geek, I'll hold the flag. No, no, you go in the match. I want to die. <laughs> it's gonna mess. Like you'd be like, Joe, what is it gonna wrinkle your 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 uh your polo? Yeah, yeah, my shirt. I didn't iron it today. It's gonna get wrinkled. No, no. It, 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 the mod would be in the corner. Say, make sure you hit him hard. <laughs> Our mod is like, hit him again. <laughs> yes, especially if you're in the match with me and you're not hitting hard, like. Get out. <laughs> I think you could be the one that accidentally kicks me into the ring so the girls grab me. Like, no, get yeah. off me. No. I think that would be quite entertaining, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I'll have to go to, like, the party city in Scotland to buy extra red glasses so if the girls try to break my glasses. Is there a party city in Scotland or a... Um, I would probably say Glasgow. Um, it is pretty like if you mean a gen a general party city like where everyone goes on nights out. It's definitely no, 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 no. He no, he oh, means no? like no, he means like a party. Uh, like, store. The, like there's like a store. I don't know if they have it in Scotland. It's it's open a party year store. round. 
and they sold party supplies all year round, like Halloween and stuff like oh. that. Uh, every um, every holiday. Yeah. Birthday parties, I, whatever. There's probably like um a fancy dress place somewhere. I mean it's it's a big city, so the likelihood is that there probably is something. Be fine some red glasses. Somebody yeah. sells red glasses. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. There will definitely be. There has to be. <laughs> I'll be I'll, I'll, th- I'll pull a Karen. How do you not have red glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Geek, you're supposed to tie in your question when we were talking about Aisha Raymond. Geek. Oh, yeah. So, so that, that was, yeah, we, we went way off topic right there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, how's it going? But, um, yeah, what was it like working with Aisha Raymond? What? Uh, you mad. mean for, oh, the match? That, yes. The match. It was, um, it was incredible. I mean, like I said, I, I respect her so much. Um, so to be able to be in the ring with her, I first watched Aisha in 2012. Um, if she was on the first ever live show I'd ever been to. And I remember that day being truly terrified of her because she was very scary. Um, and uh, she did this, um, I can't remember if it was a, a non-disqualification or a street fight match that she did. And they had like bins, like a trash can, sorry, in the ring. And they had candlesticks, they had chairs, they had tables, they had absolutely everything um so i was very scared of her back then because she was doing all of this hardcore stuff that i'd only ever seen on tv um so i was i'll be honest i was a bit nervous going into the match but i wouldn't step in that ring if i didn't believe that i could do it um and uh, it was good uh, i screamed at her to hit me and she hit me <laughs> and yeah, i saw that i saw it <laughs> It was exactly what I asked for. It was exactly what I wanted. And uh, I had a little bit of a smile on my face at that point. And I thought, this is going to be great. And I'm going to continue to love and enjoy doing this match. Yeah. At one point, I think you you almost had her at one point. I did. I did. I mean, I'll say I almost had her a lot of times. Um, She'd disagree probably. But um, (laughs) I I mean... (laughs) I, I definitely did. It was a while ago since that match, and I haven't watched it for a couple of weeks, so I'm I don't remember the exact part. Um, it was probably after my no, it wasn't after my Russian. I don't really remember what it was after. I don't remember at all. It has been too long since that show. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow! When was it show exactly? Do you remember? It was uh, April twenty ninth. I think wow. that's my birthday. Wow, that was Joe's. Oh. Who knew about it? That was the Joe Panther the third memorial birthday. Memorial? Did I die? No, the <laughs> happy birthday, Joe. Show. <laughs> I hope you haven't died. <laughs> you wear a white shirt. You never know. Well, we need a little uh, halo. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, then. Hello, uh, hello, ghost. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Is, it, is this the sixth sense show? Yeah, it's the Sixth Sense podcast with Geek by himself and just nothing here. It's not, nothing here. It's like I'm talking to myself right now, but I'm actually think I'm talking. To I Joe think I'm alive. alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's funny. There's a show by me in America. This is tying into my question. Uh, that was on the, my birthday. So, have you ever thought of coming to the states to wrestle? Yes. Um, I My best friend and a lot of my friends and family all live in the States. Um, I have more friends in the States than I do in the UK and in Russia combined. That is like the extent of 
my friendship in the US. So without a doubt, for me, going to um, going to the US is definitely what I want to do uh, more than I don't want to say necessarily more than going to somewhere like Japan because Japan is amazing. But uh, just so that my friends, my family, the people that have supported me for whether it be a short amount of time or a very long amount of time, I want them to be able to see me wrestle so they can actually see what they've supported for so long, especially my family, because I don't get to see my family very often because, you know, there's there's an ocean and the whole country away. They all live on the West Coast. So Whoa. <laughs> it's a very long flight. I do go at least once a year, but it's not enough. You know, I don't get to see them enough. And uh, the States is so big that I have friends everywhere that it's not like I can go and visit all my friends in one go. Unlike in the UK, where I could just drive down to every city that I have friends in and spend a day with them. Exactly. It's like it takes <laughs> maybe like 30 hours to drive from the East Coast to the West Coast. Insane. <laughs> it, is. it is. I'm trying to think how long it would. I believe it's something like maybe eight hours to drive from the top of Scotland to the bottom of England. I might be completely wrong on that. I, think I might be thinking so. of really fast. <laughs> yeah, you guys are close. You guys are close to England. Too. Like it's like six hours or eight hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking from the very top of Scotland, though, all the way down to like the bottom of. England, yeah. uh, it might then be about 12 hours, but it's yeah. still nowhere near as much as, as you guys. And uh, for, you know, you guys have um, highways or um, I don't remember the name. Freeways. Yeah, there's highways, lots of highways. Yes. Uh, lots of highways. Yeah, and that goes all, like you'll have one that goes all the way, or you'll have multiple ones that go all the way. Whereas for, at least in Scotland, when you get past, I think it's like Aberdeen, then you no longer have any uh, any motorways. Um, so our versions of highways. Um, and uh, you you have to go on country roads the whole way. So, you know, it slows down quite a bit what you, uh, gotcha. the, the, you know, so it's it's a lot smaller than, uh, than it would be out if you were in the US where you're able to just travel the same speed all the way unless you hit traffic. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, they, you guys have something in the UK, I believe. Is it UK? It's called Audubon, or uh... no, that's Germany. Oh, Germany, okay. Germany, Germany. Oh, Germany. Right. Went the yeah. wrong direction, wrong country. Went the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That's normally my job. I usually say the dumb thing, and then it goes the wrong way. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, I'll exactly. say something dumb at some point, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to learn. You know what I mean? So, but but um, anyway. It was on the 29th, that, that show. That was the day of the so Panther. Fun. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we got we also got a question from, how do you weigh the importance of outer ring promo character building as opposed to in ring technical aspects? Oh, wow. Um, so it really depends on what I would say is your audience. If your audience don't care for the uh for, for instance it, it really depends just how they how they sort of are um so if you're on the show and they are really really loving what you do then keep doing what you do if they're not then try and change things so um it kind of depends, but you want to be strong at both. You don't want to be a really good wrestler that is 
not at all good on the mic or um, with a, with a character. Um, and you also similarly you you can get away with somewhere you're just a character and you're not a good wrestler. I'm thinking of some wrestlers in my head that I won't name, um, but it's not really you know you, there's a very few uh, like small um, it's a niche. Well, not many people will want to book you just for your character if you can't wrestle. So mm. um, you have to kind of work through both, but as to what is the most important at that time, it really does depend on your audience. If I'm working with mostly children, they're going to love my character maybe a little bit more because I can frighten them a little bit um, versus them loving my technical ability because it's potentially boring for them to watch. Yeah, I got you. So... So you gotta switch it up, basically, right? And be yeah. able to do everything. So exactly, you have to be, you know, an all-around wrestler is the the holy grail of wrestling. Um, you know, everybody will be stronger at one point. I would definitely say that I'm uh, probably stronger at certain things that others. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know any wrestlers that wouldn't agree with that they um, that there are areas that they need to improve on. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, if you can try and be at least the best all-round package that you can be, um, trying to maybe, if you know that you have a weakness, trying to work on that weakness so that you are better at it. Because um, that's the only way that we ever get better is to just keep practicing and keep trying and uh, and just do better to be better. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, 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 this is like my question with Renegade. Would do you rather wrestle like men or women? I don't mind. I will wrestle anybody. At the end of the day, for me, I believe, I truly believe that if you get into a ring and you can't learn something from the opponent that you're wrestling, it's either that you are so close minded that you're not trying to learn. Or you are so you you have too much of a big ego and you should get out of the ring and quit wrestling. Um, you should always be able to learn. I don't think that anybody will ever be able to learn everything in wrestling. Um, so I don't mind. I will be able to learn something from anybody, whether they're experienced, whether they're inexperienced. It might be something as simple as um, like a new move, uh, or it might be something as uh, minuscule as just a different footwork or uh, a different reversal out of a hold for hold. Um, you should be able to learn absolutely like something from anybody, even if it's just how they work with the crowd, because everybody works with a crowd differently. Nobody is the exact same. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, so um, you go ahead, Joe. So uh, where can our fans find you? Oh, uh, so oh. my, f- I, oh, sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my my fans, uh, they can find or your fans, hopefully my fans. Uh, you can find me on um, Twitter. Um, I'm on um, Facebook and I'm on Instagram. My Twitter and my Instagram are both at Soviet underscore Katia. Um, and my Facebook is um, just type in Katia the Soviet suicide and you'll find me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so um, who inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Who's your inspiration? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I love talking about this person. So, I'm perfectly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I love. I could talk for hours about this person uh, because there's someone who is, in my opinion, relatively unknown, and I think that they hadn't got enough out of wrestling. Um, but uh, a 
I started watching wrestling and I came across them. I was actually channel flicking um, and uh, I came across them cutting a promo. I didn't like wrestling. I didn't like sports, um, but uh, I was completely taken in by her promo. And uh, it was, um, I was watching TNA and it was Winter in TNA, uh, who is also Katie Lee Virtual in WWE, who is... Yeah. Um, now uh, Katarina Lee, because she does a lot of directing and uh, producing, etc. Um, and uh, But her, her name is Ka uh, Katarina Waters. Um, but she's my inspiration. She's my wrestling inspiration, also my life inspiration. Uh, I love her as a person. Um, I'm very, very honored to, um, to be her friend. Um, which I, you know, pinched me 10 years ago, if you'd have said that I'm going to be my idol's friend. Um, but I love her. She's an amazing wrestler, uh, completely talented, did so much for women, British women's wrestling uh, by going over to the US, um, doing and making like milestones that uh, that nobody had done before. Um, so I absolutely love her and I love her as a person. She's the kindest, the most patient, the sweetest, all of the nice positive words that I could ever give all describe her. Who would you say your dream opponent is? Ah, it was always her, um, but oh. she has uh, taken a, a, a back step from wrestling now. Um, so I don't, I do have a dream opponent, but I always used to say that my dream opponent was Kat. And then, uh, well, she's no longer wrestling anymore. So uh, I don't really want to say my dream opponent because it's kind of like that um, superstitious thing where oh, when you gotcha. have lights on your candle and you don't, you blow them out, you make a wish, you're not supposed to say what your wish is. Yeah. So the person that I, that is my dream match, they're aware that they are my dream match. But I don't want to tell the general public it's because I'm scared it will never happen. Okay, gotcha. That is perfectly <laughs> that's fine. That's always a good that's thing a... because if you tell them your dream match, then it never happens, and then you can never accomplish what you wanted to accomplish in your career. Exactly. Exactly. I'm always going to be disappointed that I never will have a chance to wrestle Cat, uh, to either wrestle her or wrestle with her as a tag. Um, there's still a potential that she might maybe want to come out as a as a sort of manager, but I don't really know. It's obviously up to her and her career. Um, but I'm I'm very disappointed that I'll never have that chance. But I hope that I'll be able to wrestle in front of her one day. Um, but it's still not as it's not what I originally wanted, of course. I always wanted to wrestle her. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I get my second dream match. Um, but, uh, yeah, the more that I talk about it, the less it might happen. <laughs> oh, no. So, so <laughs> because dream matches are always my favorite question to ask on the podcast. But, like, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're going to know what's going to happen when it happens. So Yeah, it's just like, well. yeah, it'll <laughs> Is it fate is always a interesting woman in the wrestling business because mm -hmm. you think that she'll never show up at your doorstep and you keep saying, ah, she won't come. And then you hear the then you're now if you're watching TV, sitting your feet up in, in your in your pajamas and the doorbell dings, and you're like, What? Yes. 
whoa, she's here <laughs> with flowers in a, in a box of chocolate and a in a thing of wine and and <laughs> chips, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. You just never know when things are going to happen. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a testament to that. You know, it's been ten years that I've that I've been in the industry, but uh, I had to take a long, long time out of the industry for four and a half years because of fate. Um, so there's there's so much that you just don't know and you don't want to tempt fate. Um, but what I will say, just so that I give you at least something, the uh, person that is my dream match is somebody that they're, I, as I said, they know that they're my dream match. So there's somebody that I at least talk to. So there's somebody that uh, there's a potential that uh, that match might happen maybe sooner rather than later. But I won't say anything more than that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so- so, so do you have a favorite match from uh cat or uh oh, um <laughs> oh um favorite i don't i think I, the thing that i love the most about her is how different she is in every single match um you know it was one thing that i i really do appreciate about her is that she has she's so versatile or she was so versatile i don't know if i should really speak about it in the past tense um uh, but uh, she, the versatility that she had when she was in the ring um, was always my thing that I loved the most. So it's more like moments that I remember that are, are the best. Um, and she's had her different points in her career. You know, she had, um, I mean, I could never not say her match in where she won uh, the knockouts title for the first time. You know, that was amazing. When she won it the second time, that was also amazing. And they're like the highlight of the career um but she also had some very good matches when she was in ovw um she had a ladder match against beth phoenix which was incredible and terrifying um that i love um and she even had uh one that i always remember because it's just a a memorable moment um in uh she was in fwa in the uk and uh, she was wrestling with the uh with who was she wrestling with? Alex Shane and Ulf Herman. And she was wrestling against uh, the family. And uh, she took a, I might get the number wrong, but I think it was a 20 foot balcony dive onto all of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was 2003. So completely unheard of really for you to do this in the first place, but for a woman to do it, and the fact it's still mentioned now, even though it's almost 10 years later, um, you know, so there's like all these moments, these these crucial moments that she's had and done that have been just so impressive for not just a wrestler, but impressive for women's wrestling and impressive for a British women's wrestler. Um, uh, you know, she's, she's just... Uh, I, I love so much about her. Um, but any match where I've seen her live as well, that's also has to be on top of my bucket list. But I don't rewatch them because I can hear myself screaming the whole time. <laughs> so I don't. I don't. We, it's so I think bad. We've done that a few times with matches you like. Like, we, me and Geek physically watched, was it Ray Mysterio versus, no, we were at Kurt versus Ray. We were in the same part of the arena. But one of the matches, I think it was, wasn't it Benoit versus, Kurt or one of the ones me and Geek were sitting next to each other and I literally punched him in the leg. I was like, shut up. No, it was Sean versus Kurt. Sean Michaels versus Kurt Angle. It was WrestleMania. Oh. Wrestle- WrestleMania, 20. Was it WrestleMania, WrestleMania 21. 
Well, WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania 21. A lot, of pe- oh, yeah. that's, a lot of people said that's a lot of people's favorite Shawn Michaels match. A lot of people say that. Yeah, I mean, I could see why. Um, I'll be honest, I never really watched um, much WWE um, because I was TNA, and I only started watching TNA in 2011. So um, really a lot of matches from before then, and even during that time with WWE, I didn't really watch much. So um, I watched sort of like highlights rather than full matches uh, from a lot of them before, but um, I always believed, and I'm glad that it has changed, but it's also annoyed me to the point that I've already done all of this prep. I was, when I came into wrestling, it was intergender matches was, was bad. You wouldn't have them. So I only really ever watched women's matches to know what other women were doing so that I knew where my standard kind of had to be and what to avoid. Because I didn't want to do the same finishes that, you know, the most popular WWE divas were doing or the knockouts were doing because I didn't want to be compared to them. Um, so I didn't, uh, I, I only have really watched women's matches from before then. I started watching a lot more matches now that I'm back into back in wrestling. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe that I have watched that match, but I couldn't properly say without a doubt, a thousand percent. I know what match you're talking about, but I know I have watched a couple or at least one match with, uh, with them. Uh huh. Mm. All right. So, what would you say the biggest advice Aisha Raymond gave you was? Oh. Um, to not care. I know how bizarre that sounds, but um, she she's told me I, one thing that um that a lot of people don't realize is that wrestling is very very yes it's physical but it's also very mental, and you can you can get very, very in your head a lot of the time. And um, it can bring you down, it can drain you down. Um, And uh, you can sometimes take on board a lot of advice that you shouldn't be taking advice from because there are people that they aren't giving you constructive criticism. They're just wanting to bring you down. Uh, So so not really take on advice. You take on the the offensive stuff, the, the bad comments. Um, and uh, that was one thing that I think Aisha really, really gave me was like, you know, you know, the people that are important that you want advice from, ask them, you know, listen to them because they're going to give you it constructively rather than a random person who doesn't know any better and doesn't care about you. Um, like, And of course, it's important to listen to the haters in a way because then you know what you might have done right because as bizarre as it sounds if somebody's hating you for something that you've done you've either done something really bad or you've done something that they just don't like because you're the bad person in the match um so uh so probably that um just a lot of self-confidence you know aisha gave me a chance when people maybe wouldn't have given me a chance. Uh, You know, I came back, as I said, after four and a half years um, of being out of the industry. And uh, I came back to uh, one of her classes and she, the moment that I got back in the ring, she said that it didn't look like I'd been away for four and a half years and uh, worked so hard with me to to get me to being ready again to uh, do shows. Um, And, uh, you know, so that's something that I've 
I've really loved about her. Um, but it's like very small things rather than big things um, because she's very good at nitpicking on things that you might need help and advice with versus giving you these big revelations um, because she's uh, she's wonderful. Um, but that's kind of the, just her style rather than wanting to completely explode and change your world. Exactly. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's like that's like the best thing you could do. Like, there's sometimes that you could take advice, but then there's other times. Oh, thanks for the follow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, I, and by the way, people in the chat, uh, if you're not following the podcast, whether it's on YouTube, everybody Twitch, push the Twitch. follow button before we sign off because we want to see the kitty dance. <laughs> so, Please even though I jokingly say I love that I love that emoji because it's like follow button or subscribe. Sorry, Joe, F follow button or subscribe button. Whatever. Yeah, both. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you want to follow, whatever, give it the heart. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous dancing. Yes. Joe, Joe is a king of dancer, right there. And, uh, and I work in the grocery store, so I can't really dance when I'm on a ladder. But they play a lot of good music. I'm like, yes, yes. Grocery <laughs> stores try to play the best music, but it's hard. We have we have a question from Ever So Spiffy. How did you come up with your gimmick? It's amazing. Oh, um, so this is I actually have a bit of a funny story with this, but also a, a bit of a not funny story with it. It depends on how you look at it and your sense of humor. Um, so I am just Russian. Um, there is nothing to it. Um, but uh, I've had before where people think that, you know, it's it's all fake or that, um, that you know, I'm putting on a character. Um, but when I started wrestling, I went for something that was completely out there. I mean, Winter was my was was my character that I loved. So I did a very similar thing where I became a vampire and I was this lesbian vampire that wanted to take every single woman and bring her into her stable. So that was my original character idea. And I remember, and I don't know if it was actually Kat that told me this or it might have been somebody else. And they told me that you shouldn't go for crazy. Well, or you can, but the best characters are one where it is you with one thing about you that is turned up to 100. And uh, I just wondered, okay, well, what is there about me that I could turn up to 100? And um, I was speaking with my dedu, who's my um, grandfather, and uh, he was just talking about how much he loved Russia and um, he was he was getting quite um, old at this point and he also had Alzheimer's um, so he was uh, you know when they start talking about war memories um, and uh, he was just talking about how much he loved um, the Soviet Union at that time and uh, I just thought to myself you know what that would be like I love I love my history I love my heritage I love that I have Russian heritage so let's just turn the the fact that i love russia up to 100 um you know so but really my character my my gimmick as such is just me it is just me um with uh, just the extra russian um you know i don't i don't walk around with my russian flag all the time i don't 
own anything that is Russian related that uh, like has the Russian flag on it, unless it is specifically for the wrestling or um, for my classes, my studies, because I studied uh, Russian language at, uh, at university. Um, but unless it is specifically something that is actually related to Russia in my life or it's related to wrestling, I don't have anything that is, you know, Russian except for vodka. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's special. That's different. Um, have uh, you should see my countertop? It's just lots of Russian vodka everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah, I like vodka. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's the only thing I drink because my my grandfather would. Uh, I won't say it because it's not. Uh, it's I would need to censor myself, and uh, it doesn't have the same ring to it if I censor myself. But my grandfather would always tell me that you shouldn't drink anything other than vodka because it was. Um, <laughs> It was I a disappointment. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's very bizarre because in Russia, they don't drink a lot of vodka. They do drink a lot of like beer and stuff. But my dedu was very, very adamant that you only drink vodka. Um, but but yeah, that is my that is my my gimmick as per se. It's just myself. Um, so I'm glad that somebody thinks that I'm amazing because you're thinking that I'm amazing and not my gimmick. <laughs> 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 so I think that is a great compliment. So thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and she Anything also asked. It. She also said, uh, "Thanks for the love and support." Wait, what was that? Yeah, that was thanks for the, the guests. That was for the customer, the, the, the fans in the chat geek. Wow, we really <laughs> that was the wrong one. I, I messed up again. But do you have any pets? We're flu friendly and welcome up for our hello. Oh, I wish I did. I I do not. Um, I do not have any. Um, it makes me very sad. Um, I wish that I did. Uh, I love animals so much. Uh, but my the circumstances that I I live in uh, before didn't give me much of a chance to be able to have um to have any pets um or floofs. Um, but uh, I'm looking to hopefully get some. But I travel a lot, and uh, I I wouldn't want to run the risk of um. Uh, leaving them alone for maybe a couple more hours than I would expect. I just don't think that that's fair. So um, we'll have to sort of see where where things go and um, and uh, maybe. But I love animals so so much. Um, I'm obsessed with with animals. <laughs> All right, so, I'm I'm good. What, what, what next, uh, Sargi? No, go ahead, Joe. Continue. <laughs> um. Katya, we would like to thank you for coming on our podcast. We're, we're so happy we, that we got you. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I really appreciate you asking me on. Yes. Uh-huh. We shall, and we'll also see it's representing your promotion and it's UK Wrestling Month. So it's like. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm very happy to be here to be able to promote Renegade. You know, it is. Uh, I honestly, as I know that uh, you've already said that if people aren't following it, they should. Um, but yeah, without a doubt, uh, it's it's just one of the it's one of the best places that I've ever been in the ten years of wrestling. So, um, uh, you know, I love it. It is so close to my heart. So I, I love that I'm able to be on here to be able to represent Renegade. Yeah. 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 So yeah, go ahead, Joe. I'm Joe Pepper the third. I'm the Metal Geek. And I'm Katya, the Soviet Suicide. And we will catch you in the next one. <laughs>